0: Hi, what's up the sky, the ceiling, the sky, the ceiling, my blood pressure, (laughs) that, that too, that is, that is up, you know, um, uh, blood pressure Mm -hmm. is, um, it's a bad thing to have rise or Mm. fall.
1: Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, It's one of those things. You just want them like, like Goldilocks. Go yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Like this porridge, just this blood pressure is too high. well this blood pressure is too low? Oh, but this blood pressure is just right. Oh
0: <laughs> yes, the porridge analogy, <laughs> of course.
1: Of, of porridge. course, oh, of
0: course.
1: Por- <laughs> <laughs> Here well, we go. So-
0: accelerator thrust. Yeah. I'm Dan and I'm Eric. And we like to talk about records and uh, uh underground music and uh yeah, we're here. We we have arrived and uh wow. we also we celebrated the uh the birth of America uh 2 days ago. How was yeah. your uh 4th of July? Good, good. I
1: went to a place called Twin Lakes. Uh uh-huh. my family goes there and does lakey stuff and um been going there for i don't know 22 23 years every fourth
0: of july so uh yeah i'm more interested in this this thing called lakey stuff yeah lakey stuff (laughs) (laughs) like uh so what what is involved in lakey stuff
1: oh well you know uh looking at a lake uh Uh sometimes you go on a
0: boat on the lake uh-huh um oh, what about one of those um what do they call those not canoes no canoes is good canoes, but they're kind of like a canoe a kayak kayak yeah
1: yeah we didn't do any of that we we do, do that it? in regular life non-lake mm-hmm. life uh, so
0: you you do it in your front yard
1: <laughs> well i mean i guess just not fourth of july lake stuff
0: oh okay <laughs> very you specific. Did- You do that more on the fifth of July or something. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Twin Lakes is um pretty cool. I wrote a song about it. You want to hear it? Wrote
0: a song about it.
1: Let me hear you Go. Let's hear it. It's a it's a famous famous song.
0: Okay. And you wrote it?
1: Yeah. Everyone loves it. It goes like this. It goes.
0: Twin Lakes where everyone's naked. Twin Lakes (laughs) were super fun. Twin Lakes, I'm gonna get a blow job. Twin Lakes, we're super drunk. Uh, uh, if if I I'm not sure if that's a real song or not, Eric, or if that's just something that came out of your head. Either way, um, no, I've been I, if, singing it for about 20 years. Been singing it for 20 years. So <laughs> yeah, have uh, you decided to ever record it?
1: I think I just
0: did. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And it
1: it just slightly borrows from uh, Spill the Wine by War.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, Uh, how was your uh, fourth? (laughs) Well, I went to a place called Musser Park. (laughs) It's sort of by like a river. Uh, We also didn't go kayaking or anything. Ah. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But we did watch some fireworks. We did see um, lots of fireworks all throughout the town of muscatine because you know yeah. um in iowa i'm not sure how bad it is in iowa city but in muscatine uh it's like a war zone for like two weeks yeah that yeah. uh fireworks is uh legalized in muscatine mm-hmm. and uh so bad that there are people like uh drive doing drive-bys with fireworks in muscatine now Ooh. yeah like, they're going
1: like at people
0: <laughs> yeah well, i mean i don't know if it's at people or at houses or just the sky but yeah, they've busted like a couple of people driving by, holding those um, bottle rockets that shoot like oh Roman like, just, candles. Like, Roman candles. That's it. Um, yeah, driving, driving by, just letting those off. <laughs> like it's just wow. It, I mean, it's funny, but it's terrifying also at the same time. Yeah, things, things that should not be.
1: We'd like to talk about <laughs> the thing that should not be. The thing that should Sorry, we be. had a bit of me- a Metallica reference in, right? Yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, This is
1: the accelerative thrust. Ah. Uh, uh, what else is there, though? I, I feel like I don't want to be a big old downer.
0: Sorry if I bumped you out. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so what? <laughs> so so what, what do you want to do? So far, so good, so what? Hello, me. It's me again. Nice. Uh-huh. You know, it was so hot out. That I bet. How hot was it?
1: (laughs) Sorry. Was that not what I was supposed to do? (laughs)
0: Yeah, sure. We'll just say that. How hot was it? Uh, So hot that there were a bunch of bees and it turned into an attack of the killer bees. What? (laughs) Another Big Four reference. Wow. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get another another Big Four reference. Speaking of
1: hip hop. Yeah, we have a hip hop. You want me to talk about this record?
0: yeah, let's 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 talk about your record. Uh very uh very interesting choice there, Eric. All I, right. Here I we like go. It.
1: Cool, it's cool. Fucking record time. Here comes the song.
0: Derp. <laughs> Come on, everybody. It's record time. Derp.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so my pick, it is a little different for me, and I don't actually even know how I came across it. But it's awesome. It's so by a project, a person called Apathy. And Apathy is, like I said, a fella. His name is actually Chad Bromley, I guess. And he's from Connecticut. Um, I think Dan might be familiar with more of his groups and projects than I am, but he is a member of lots of groups and projects. And I unfortunately haven't heard any of them. This is my introduction. So, uh, yeah, Apathy, uh, King of Gods, No Second is the name of the record, came out this year. I don't know exactly. You know, like, like always, I don't know that much about hip hop. So I usually just approach it like from what I do know, which, like I said, isn't much, but also just like what I like about it. And I guess that is the point of a review, right? Uh, So I would say this is sort of, it feels kind of horror-ish. And I may be way off there, but a lot of the samples seem kind of dark and like kind of scary strings and things. And that's kind of the vibe. I don't know, maybe I'm way off. But anyway, uh, it's so it's kind of horror-core-ish, super smart. Yeah, thematically, I think, and I don't know why, what the connection is, but it does seem to be a reoccurring thing with apathy and the other projects he's in that there's sort of this um like ancient gods, sort of like Pharaohs and Egypt kind of stuff. I don't know exactly what the connection is, but uh, yeah. So thematically it has a lot to do with like the devil and God and Egypt and magic and all kinds of kind of weird stuff like that but not to the point that it that it would alienate a listener or even like seem really out there it's just kind of like an element that keeps popping up throughout the record um beyond dance production like this stuff is so layered like i i really think it takes a certain level of genius to be able to hear just four random pieces of like music or samples from a movie or whatever and be like oh yeah those things will go together really well and put them together like my brain doesn't work that way and i wish it did but yeah truly amazing production uh i'm not sure who produced it uh but the scratching on it's amazing as well but, yeah super playful use of samples i think um it supports the songs it becomes part of the songs sometimes there'll be samples from a record Another, a different record that will take a whole line in a verse, like complete uh, a rhyme. And that that's pretty interesting, I thought. Super, super clever lyrics. Yeah, lots of references. It kind of reminded me of the Beastie Boys in that sense, like, we're, like it's just simile after simile. Like, I am a blank like a blank. This is a blank like a blank. Everything's like uh, something else. But... This one is, you know, like the Beastie Boys usually go on the funny side of that. This one goes into all sorts of everything. Like it really rewards you as the listener for being a weirdo with weird interests. (laughs) Like the more weird shit you're into and know about, you're going to get out of this record. There's tons of uh, special guests. Yeah, they're really cool. The The one I like the most, I think his name was, oh, yeah, R.J. Payne. Really cool delivery rap style. Uh, like I said, the production to me is really kind of reminiscent of like Grave Diggers. Lots of kind of weird horror movie sounding stuff. A lot of strings. But like I said, I don't want that to sound off-putting because overall it really is just kind of a... I don't want to say a beat because that's absolutely not correct, but it's not dark either. Not necessarily. It just is super enjoyable to listen to. But yeah, they even sampled the Grave Diggers at one point. Uh, It's from 1-800-SUICIDE at the end uh, when he says something like, Don't cry. Cause we all die. Something like that. They sampled that don't cry part. Pretty cool. Uh, Some other samples that I liked. uh, The guy says, Uh, some supreme shit and then they drop in uh, come see about me like they just take that whole sample but yeah i it was super fun super cool like i said it rewards you for being a weirdo and i love music like that so stuff that it reminded me of grave diggers cool keith i think apathy's delivery sort of reminded me of rizza and like as far as the rhymes are constructed beastie boys But I'm sure there's a million things that this is like that I just don't know about. But yeah, I found it to be super enjoyable. And there's also an instrumental version of this release, uh, which is cool because the music, like I said, is outrageously cool. Uh, And yeah, I want to check out the rest of what Apathy has done and his other projects. So what do you think, Dan?
0: Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, this was straight up when it comes to like, you know, hip hop music, rap music, this, this was definitely in my wheelhouse first and foremost. Um, yeah, I noticed the production right off the bat and it, it reminded me of somebody. And so I couldn't quite put my finger on who it was. So I did do a little bit of research on this record Mm -hmm. because when it comes to like, you know, hearing like, rap records i kind of am always interested who the producer is and it was produced by this guy named Stu Bangas hmm. now stu bangas uh has produced a lot of different projects that i've listened to and so as soon as i saw that he was the one behind the board on this it totally made sense hmm. i definitely can see the horrorcore element that you were talking about like like you said uh, pretty dark, scary, dense, uh, beautifully haunting music. I would say it definitely does 100% um, sort of land on the gravediggers side of horrorcore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more so than something like, I don't know, Insane Clown Posse or something like that. Yeah. But to me, what this was really grimy, raw, East Coast, um, like backpack. Uh, boom bap rap music Mm -hmm. with uh, just an extremely dark side to it Uh, the next thing that i noticed after the beats kind of set and after the production kind of set the precedent for the record apathy's flow and wordplay is absolutely amazing now he's from Mm -hmm. connecticut which is you don't really hear about a lot of connecticut rappers so it still is definitely east coast but it sounded pretty New York to me at first, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it there's also sort of these other things that I could kind of see how maybe it came from a different place than like New York while still remaining East Coast. Yeah, it's got that raw griminess to it. Uh, like you mentioned, Eric, uh, very dense production. And yeah, the themes and concept, I definitely uh, heard like, you know it touched on religion um there was even some social issues mm-hmm. uh like it did talk about police brutality on one track and also i heard some some stuff you know like conspiracy theory type stuff right. kind of going on mm-hmm. so that is all rooted in sort of like wu tang clan type stuff mm-hmm. you know where you hear like you were saying eric um it rewards you for being like a weirdo mm-hmm. wu tang clan you heard all this, all these references about like martial arts movies and things like that. And mm-hmm. there was also a lot of like, um, stuff about government control and, and things like that. I, I heard a little bit of that stuff on this record too. Uh, but it was never, never presented in a, in like a, an absolute way. It was just like, kind of like making references. Like there's that mm-hmm. one track called MK ultra, you know, which, you know, is, you know, that, yeah, I think at this point, MK ultra, we know what, what that is, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's rooted in that East coast. I I guess I don't want to say religious, maybe religious is not the best way to put it, but spiritual, spiritual, Mm -hmm. cosmic, mystical sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and that's all over like a lot of East coast hip hop, especially like when you're talking like the, the uh, '90s stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. Wu Tang Clan. Later, Rock him, like mm-hmm. when he uh, became a solo artist uh, without Eric B. Yeah, just all kinds of. And and I could definitely hear, as far as the flow goes, I could hear that Beastie Boys that you were talking about mm-hmm. too. I didn't really catch on to that until after you mentioned it. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely there for sure. The guest list, as you mentioned, Eric, is absolutely incredible. Uh, Pharaoh Monch, uh, Black Thought from the Roots, Esoteric, Self Titled, Jada Kiss. These are all East Coast big names. I mean, and, um, yeah, it's incredible. And then the, um, the one that you liked, Eric, RJ, um, oh,
1: RJ Payne. He's on the, R- the last, uh, the Devil's Frequency. The yes. Song. Yeah.
0: He's on the last track. Now, RJ Payne is actually a battle rapper, I come mm. to find out. So, yeah. And, and that was, absolutely fantastic so basically with this now believe it or not i actually am not i'm I'm in the same boat as you eric as far as not being familiar with apathy's other projects mm-hmm. i've actually never listened to apathy he's been on a couple of he's been a guest on a couple of tracks and i think i may even have a couple of albums that he's uh been a guest mc on but i've never actually listened to a full project and um yeah this is making me want to go back and check out you know some of his other work yeah this record just kind of based on what I've read about it sort of seems like like the record that apathy was kind of waiting to make with the right. guest list and yeah it, there it definitely is a is a pretty exciting exciting release lately uh hip-hop has not really been on my radar so it was really refreshing to hear you know something like this that is definitely like I said in my wheelhouse when it comes to this is the kind of stuff that I do like when I do listen to rap music. Mm-hmm. My favorite track is definitely the um opening track The Kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Uh I just love the beat on that. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, but the whole thing is just if if you're into East Coast grimy hip hop with the the boom bap style, uh I think you would love this. So I mean to me, Wu Tang Clan. Um, also, another um, another comparison that I would say, Ra R- the Rugged Man, hmm. especially the way that apathy flows, a lot of his um, cadence and uh, sort of like th- just the way that he phrases things reminds me of Ra the Rugged Man. He's not Ra the Rugged Man for people who are familiar. He's he's more um, into that fast style of rhyming, which. You know, it, 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 it's pretty good, but it's not always like my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Apathy doesn't really rhyme fast, like super fast. He does it at points, mm-hmm. but I mean, just the, the way that he delivers reminds me a lot of Ra, the rugged man. And then also any of the other Stu Benga's produced projects. Um, one of my favorites was from Mr. Liff and Stu Benga's and it was called Vanguard. Hmm. Also, um, <laughs> I, uh, want to mention too that there's a sample of aha's take on me oh
1: yeah yeah it's great (laughs) and
0: that that was super super surprising because it starts off like they're in the car listening to it on the radio or something Mm -hmm. and then it then it actually like bleeds into the song it's pretty amazing how it actually comes together but yeah this was a a fantastic rap record and um yeah, I think I'm going to probably go back and check out some of uh, Apathy's earlier stuff. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Like you said, it was just very smart, dark, grimy hip-hop. But also kind of funny, too. Yeah, and I got to say, it, yes, yeah, yes. Like,
1: a couple of lyrics I really liked. He uh, said, I did heavy cardio today, but just one body part. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or like... Uh, <laughs> Something like a mean buzz like Kevin McAllister's Oh brother. yes, Kevin like,
0: McAllister. Yeah, mean buzz like Kevin McAllister's brother. Yeah. And
1: the MK Ultra one is so funny. It's I mean not funny, but and also scary, but it's all like about recovered memories. Yep. And like yep. it's it, the whole thing, like I said, it sounds like we're saying this would be a downer, but I found the whole thing to be actually just really rewarding and, and, and pretty fun at moments, actually. It,
0: And again, that's all rooted in like Wu-Tang Clan type stuff, Mm because like, you know, those those I feel like, you know, or even like Mob Deep or something like that, those records had some really scary stuff on them, but also they were really funny at the same time. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's the thing about rap music that rap music does, I think, better than like most other genres is that through the lyricism, they sort of like get away with being funny and dark and clever and, you know, kind of dumb at the same time, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, that's not something that's really valued in like rock music as much I feel. And that's what I, you know, that's what I really like, especially with this style of rap music, you know, Mm -hmm. is that there's, it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's super intelligent, but then it's not afraid to get kind of just, yeah, like sort of like ridiculous at times, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's all rooted in that. And I think artists like Tyler, the creator, have 100% like carried that over into like modern times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Apathy, King of Gods, No Second. If you're into rap music, uh, yeah, check it out 100%. And it, this came out last year, I think in 2022. Right. You're right. Yep. yep. 2022. So, oh, and also his Wikipedia says that he's a former rapper. Oh, so snap. I don't know if that means he retired or I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's, hmm. what he's doing now or what that, you know, who knows? Nope. We'll have
1: to <laughs> do some more research, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. Nice. In the meantime though. Yeah. Check this album out. If that checks any of your boxes. Yeah. Um, So my pick is from a, I guess you could call them a legacy artist at this point. They seem to be a well, I guess, liked group from a lot of people, maybe from a specific specific type of music listener, but it's from the band Sparks. And it's their latest album that just came out this year called The Girl is Crying in Her Latte. Now, Sparks is an L.A. pop rock duo uh, formed by uh, brothers Ren and Russell Mayell. I think I'm saying that last name right, but they um, have also had, over the years, various other members, which I think were mostly utilized for live performance. Mm-hmm. Sparks is one of these groups that they're sort of critically acclaimed. You know, they, they're like a critic's choice half the time, and... And they're also super influential to a lot of, um, I guess, sort of like more underground rock artists, I guess you could say. And uh, I just heard about them, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole with Sparks for a little while. I have not even come close to listening to their entire output, but I decided to listen to this and I got to say I am super glad that I did. So this is their 26th album. They've been around since at least 1971. That was when their first record came out. And I love this. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary, The Sparks Brothers on Netflix, Eric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So judging from that documentary, it seems there's sort of two different Sparks I mean, I guess there's more than just two, but there's two main, like, sort of Sparks eras, I guess you could say, and that sort of is the more rock-oriented Sparks, which was, you know, the first handful of records from the 70s and into the 80s. And then at some point, they kind of started to become, as indicated by the documentary, a more synth-oriented group. So, like, synth pop. But then also... Um, Still keeping that rock side and, and still being, you know, sort of clever and, and funny and a little strange and they're kind of one of these groups that, uh, you know, from the outside looking in has kind of always had a little bit of trouble maybe appealing to like the masses but over time uh, has uh, cultivated a cult following but yeah, this this record is definitely um, heavy on the synths, for sure. Uh, the more electronic drums. But there's also still definitely a, uh, a rock side to it, uh, no doubt. It definitely is, when I listen to a Sparks record, I always get the feeling that I should understand more about what's going on in terms of like the satire and humor (laughs) that's presented uh but i always get the feeling that there's there's something clever that i'm always missing you know the point of but at the same time the song is so enjoyable that i can't stop listening and so the songs kind of present themselves as i don't know like a satire of maybe the type of music that they're sort of engaging in, or Mm -hmm. maybe there's just sort of like a something they're communicating to the audience. I'm assuming that a lot of this probably comes through a lot more in their live performance. Again, judging from the documentary, but I mean, the songs are just so good. I absolutely love this. Uh, Production is really great. And also one of the things that I, absolutely can say about this is it is amazing to me that a group that is this far into their career can still sound this good and also current. I do honestly believe there's at least a couple of songs that you could play on the radio next to some current pop artists. And it would not really sound out of place. And it also would not sound like two guys in their I don't know what 60s. It, it is so like the whole thing engages the listener and it just never gets boring. Like the songs are like, it's almost like watching a movie that you just can't take your eyes off of. And you're just like, okay, what's, what's going to happen in the next scene. That's kind of what this record reminds me of. Like, you know, just from an audio perspective, it's uh, front to back, the album is just a blast to listen to. And that's really, you know, the best description I could think of, because there's definitely a lot of things that I could reference that I think this reminds me of, but I don't even think that it just straight up sounds like sparks. Yeah. The way that Russell Mayel sings, it has this sort of glam sort of feeling to it. And also, he I don't know. It just sounds like he's like there's there's like an inside joke. Like the way that he's sort of singing, it's it sounds like he's almost on the cusp of like busting out in laughter or something. Maybe that's just like in my mind, but it just sounds like they're just having a blast doing this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I I can see how like Sparks could be influential to so many bands. Uh, My favorite track on here by far is nothing is as good as they say it is, Mm -hmm. which is one of the more rock tracks on the album, almost bordering on like new wave, honestly, like it has like almost like a Devo feel to it or something, but the entire record is just incredible. So if you're into like, you know, weirdo sort of electro electro synth pop, I guess, with a new wave flavor. I mean, that that's definitely what this is like, but there's also like a homage to like the oldies kind of going on too, like in a weird sort of way. Uh, So the stuff that this reminds me of number one, the Beatles, honestly, like Mm -hmm. this reminds me of like, you know, and, and a lot of people might say the Beatles like, well, they're, they're not weird. No, they absolutely are weird. Like, especially in their like later years, the Beatles got really Mm -hmm. strange. And this reminds me of that Beach Boys, 100% David Bowie. Like, I think Bowie's all over this Adam and the Ants in particular, that one album that we reviewed, that was your recommendation. Uh, Kings of the wild frontier. Kings of the, yeah, this reminded me of that 100%, but also they might be giants had to have been Mm -hmm. influenced by Sparks. Ween, and especially like the way that with ween, the sort of like inside joke aspect, you know, like I feel mm-hmm. like um, that sort of is all over like an album, like the mollusk. And I feel like sparks probably had that down for years, you know? And then also like, even like the residents, you know, I can hear mm-hmm. some of that stuff going on here, but overall, it's just a really great at, at its heart, at its core, I feel like it's just a really great synth pop record. Yeah, so Sparks, the girl is crying in her latte. Uh wow, 26 albums. That's it, you know, that's phenomenal to me. Um, yeah, what did mm-hmm. you think, Eric? So let me first
1: say that I'm really sorry <laughs> to all of our listeners. Uh I'm not a big Sparks fan. I know that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that it doesn't make sense that I'm not. And I know all the reasons I'm supposed to be. And it's been explained to me multiple times by multiple people that I just, I'm not a big fan. And I've tried. I've listened to uh, Woofer in uh, Tweeter's clothing, Kimono, My House. Like, I really have tried. But I'm just not a big fan of it. And actually, you said something that I think it's sort of a positive, but I think it really pinpointed what I find disagreeable. You said something like, you feel like you're missing the point or they're saying something that you feel like you're supposed to understand. And that's kind of exactly how I feel about it. I just sometimes feel like they're they're too clever, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like it's theatrical and it's clever. And I will get to my review of this, I promise. I just wanted to kind of uh, explain the position I'm coming from. So I do listen to a lot of music that is in the same realm as this. You know, like you said, uh, They Might Be Giants, The Residents, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Ween, all that stuff that I love, and and I should love this too. And I'm not saying it's not good or well-made or well-done, it's not really about the construction or anything like that, or their abilities as songwriters. It's more just that, yeah, I feel like it's an inside joke that I'm not a part of and therefore it's kind of off putting. And um, the same thing with Frank Zappa, who obviously I'm supposed to like as well. And I've given tons of chances. I just don't connect with it. I think it's that same feeling like the jokes on me as the listener. And I don't really like that feeling. I like to be part of the joke, you know, and I think all most of the other sort of um, weirdo groups that I do like, I am, a, am in on it. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say all that before I start. Uh, With that being said, though, I do think this is really cool. And I think that it's, a little more like synth oriented a little more no- noise oriented than other sparks that i've heard there are a few songs that seem you know sort of song based like a traditional song uh with clear melodies uh kind of more like guitar oriented songs and things like that and those are the moments that i really like like what sparks does is when they sort of adhere to a song structure with a melody because a lot of times they're not. And for me, especially the first two tracks of this album felt that way, like not necessarily like songs, more like, um, I don't know, experiments in ideas or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, like I said, I like more of the proper kind of songs. Uh, The song, It Doesn't Have to Be That Way is phenomenal. If I had to guess, I think it's probably about their music and their songwriting and their presentation which is pretty meta, and like I said, it was one of the moments where I was like, whoa, I think this is somebody really saying something, and that's cool. There was also sort of a three song, I don't want to say a suite, because I don't think it was on purpose, but um, songs six through nine, uh, You Were Meant For Me Not That Well Defined and We Go Dancing, they all sort of had this um, almost like Middle Eastern feel to it, and I really liked when they brought that in, because it sort of relieved that feeling of there's no melody here because uh, a lot of times and i'm sorry that this sounds negative i i really don't want it to i enjoy listening through this but a lot of times with the melodies their intervals are just so close that it doesn't feel like the melodies are moving very much never really big interview in intervals um and so with the, the more Middle Eastern scales and stuff like that, that's part of it. That's built in as sort of those tighter intervals and not and moving between notes that are really close to each other. Um, and so, yeah, six through nine, I loved. Um, yeah, I liked a lot of the songs, though. Uh, yeah, nothing is as good as they say it is it was great. Um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. And I And this is probably the most I've enjoyed a Sparks record. So that's saying something. And yeah, overall, I think if you like Sparks, you're going to love this. And like Dan said, if you like other things that are like it, you will probably like it too. I think I'm just sort of, I don't know, a curmudgeon sometimes.
0: I just want attention.
1: Uh, but yeah, things that are reminded me, or at least aspects of it, I heard like some ELO in there, Um, because this to me had a lot more string Sections uh, like string quartet parts than other sparks I've heard, and the layered vocals reminded me a lot of the yellow as well. Brian Eno, Residence, Klaus Nomi, Devo, maybe. Uh, I also realized that uh, the singer sounds a lot like Kevin McMahon from Prick, who I love his voice, and I just kind of which is sort of probably a Bowie connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very underrated record, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot, but I was coming from a place where I didn't expect to enjoy it a lot. So uh, in that sense, I was pleasantly surprised by it and, you know, it's not limited to Sparks. Like I said, Frank Zappa, the clash, there's all kinds of stuff that I just have not connected with that. All of everyone I know is just like, well, you're dumb and wrong, you know? Wait, and so
0: <laughs> you're, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a clash man. Not really, really. No. I thought, huh, I guess I, I like
1: was... sandinista
0: and, uh-huh. I, and, I, and
1: I like songs here and there, but huh. yeah, I'm not like a not like a big fan, but there's I mean, everyone has that where they just have sort of, oh yeah, blind spots in their own personal musical interests, and it's like uh-huh. unbelievable to other people, you know, yeah, but yeah. I think we all have that, so absolutely, uh, unfortunately for me, Sparks is one of them, so. But like I said if you like Sparks I think you'll love this and for me this is the best record that I've heard from them. So
0: Well, you are canceled, Eric.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm canceled for not liking the guy with the Hitler mustache. That sounds that- about right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's um That's a hot hot take. That's hot my take. hot take. Hot yeah. take. <laughs>
1: sorry i had to wait uh, go off a little
0: maybe way. maybe it's more like hot talkies yeah
1: hello mm, love talkies
0: right hot talkies hot
1: talkies <laughs> oh, did no. you know
0: that the, they changed the boxes of hot pockets they're now <laughs> yellow instead of red
1: okay weird
0: mm. you know why I don't know. (laughs) The reason why McDonald's has so much yellow is because yellow is supposed to be the color that makes people the hungriest. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, (laughs) for our
1: local review, keep it local, we're going to talk about a record by a group called the Night Lights. Um, It's self-titled. Came out this year. Yeah. So, this is a project from the singers of the Diplomats of Solid Sound, who sometimes go by the Diplomats. Uh, that's Sarah Cran, Catherine uh, Rusto, and Abby Sawyer. They're also involved in, respectively, in lots of other projects too. The Awful Purdies, uh, Abby and the Sawyer's, numerous groups, very active musicians in the community yeah and you can tell that they sing together a lot it's overall this record is straightforward yet really flawless presentation of sort of like i don't know a really eclectic mix of americana styles but yeah it goes all over the place it goes uh you know standard kind of bluegrass more like i don't even know like mellower country styles Just very Americana in nature and uh, lots of different ideas. Yeah, amazing harmonies, like I said. You can tell that they uh, sing together a lot. There's no question that they're tuned in to each other. Amazing harmonies, super tight. I mean, that's an understatement to even say tight. It's like almost like sibling-level harmonies, you know, like the Everly Brothers or something. The singing is like just so perfect and in sync that it just it sounds effortless to me which obviously it's not and I'm not saying it is I'm just saying it sounds really pure and just like it just blows out of them together as a unit I really like the subtle nature of the songs Um, like there are a few songs that are really kind of upbeat but for the most part it's more just like uh, just living in this really pretty kind of calming area the arrangements are really cool they're like really like beautifully sparse generally most of the tracks have like a bass which i'm assuming is an upright bass it has that tone anyway uh and a guitar and the vocals sometimes there'll be some slight percussion like tambourine or things like that uh i think there may even be a drum set on a few things not sure but yeah for the most part it's just really sparse and subtle. That's not to say it doesn't have energy because it definitely has a lot of energy and a lot of, well, I'll get into that in, in a second. But so all the singers take leads kind of throughout the record. So all three of them, I think, take leads throughout. So you sort of get a different feel from song to song. Uh, who's singing lead and who's singing backup. singing makes a pretty big difference. I'm not sure if that if it was determined by who wrote the song or if it was decided whose voice would carry the song the best or, uh, show off the song the best, but everyone gets to shine and it's really cool. It's upbeat and it's smart and it's empowering and it's like supportive. I feel like it's a good represent representation of like the idea of make the music you want to hear. Like there's a lot of really, um, yeah, like I said, uplifting and empowering songs. And it feels almost like self-soothing. It's almost like I'm going to make this song because other people need to feel supported in their lives. And I want to provide that for them, you know? And I think that's really cool. My uh, favorite songs, I really liked uh, Go Easy on Me Baby. I thought that was a cool song. And I really liked the acapella closer, uh, Just Breathe. One of my favorite parts of the album is in the song Intertwiners, which I think was the single for this record. There's just this moment where they add like an extra just an extra beat and uh, I think it's Sarah Cram singing and she says, well, kind of. And it's really effective and really cool. Uh, It kind of reminded me of a similar moment in uh, a Dwight Yoakam song. But yeah, it's it's phenomenally presented and, and made and yeah, I think it's pretty well flawless. The things that reminded me of, I don't know. You can kind of go down the line, like Gillian Welsh, Lucinda Williams, Roseanne Cash, Allison Krauss, uh, Dolly Parton. Some things like maybe like The Roaches, especially with the harmonies. Um, some approaches to songwriting like Jenny Lewis. Like it's not all like old timey Americana stuff. It, like that's not even necessarily a specific element of this. It's more just like it encompasses the the ideas of that music. So uh, I would say, yeah, if you like the awful purties, uh if you like the diplomats of solid sound, if you like, maybe some of the stuff on Oh, brother, or are out there soundtrack, um, just old, uh, not necessarily old school country, but even like uh, 70s, 80s country. Too. I mean, it has all those elements in it. I, I would like to hear more from them, and yeah, I thought I thought it was great. What would you think, Dan?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. That this style of music is something that when I find myself actually listening to it, I realize that I enjoy it way more than I give give it credit. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I don't. Yeah. I don't sit down and listen to Americana. Or I I guess in this case, you could kind of call it sort of soft country slash folk, whatever label it is. I I realize how amazing this stuff actually is. Mm -hmm. The first thing that really caught me is the, as you mentioned, Eric, the harmonizing between the singers. It touches on just being almost like majestic sounding. It's just absolutely incredible the way that it's done. The guitar is... I mean, honestly, some of the best picking on an acoustic guitar that I've heard. The percussion is, is fantastic when it's there. Definitely has some twang to it, a uh, little bit of swing to it, an element of country and an element of like, I don't know, the, the term that I would maybe use is maybe a little bit of soft rock. Although I don't, I, I hate that term. I just, I can't think of anything else to really say. Like you said, Eric, soft country too. Yeah, it's very much the type of music, and I don't mean this at all as an insult. In fact, quite the contrary, because sometimes you just need music that you can relax to. So, like, this is something that I would probably put on if I was like, I don't know, enjoying a cup of coffee, like you know, outside on the deck, or just like watching. I don't know. It it gives me the feeling. This is going to sound kind of dumb, but like as far as like the image that this puts me in mind of is mm-hmm. like just sitting on a deck in the country and watching like fireflies or something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, exactly. I don't know. It gives me that sort of feeling, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know if that's, if that's intentional or, but I don't know. I, like I i couldn't imagine that they would, would write this kind of album and not, you know, sort of think, okay, this, this could definitely put somebody in that sort of state of mind you know Mm -hmm. the songwriting is absolutely incredible it does have like you mentioned eric an old-timey feel but like you like you also mentioned that's not what it what it is completely because Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of times old-timey music whether it's bluegrass or whether it's um you know folk or americana a lot of times whether or not this is something that I'm just being, you know, ignorant to or not. A lot of times has like that sort of feeling of like novelty attached to it. And that's probably not how I should feel about it. Cause I really do love a lot of bluegrass, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of like old timey music as, you know, I guess I'm going to put it. This doesn't feel like that at all. This, as you mentioned, Eric, and and honestly, like I'm, just pretty much agreeing with almost everything that you said about it Mm -hmm. in my review. Mm -hmm. It's very organic in real sounding. It's it sounds like it's coming from a place of like, this is honestly the type of music that they wanted to make. It it feels very organic. Nothing about this Mm -hmm. feels contrived or fake or, you know, it doesn't sound like they said, let's, let's make, a type of music in this style so that we can cash in you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah and like i said it's probably not right for me to have those feelings about that type of music anyway it's just that's you know that i guess that's my point of view about about it but this this feels 100 organic in real and that's what i like about it more than anything my favorite track, hands down, was Until I Fall Asleep. Oh, I yeah, thought for sure. that yeah. that was such an amazing. I would almost feel like it was sort of a departure from the rest of the record in that in that it just it really became like there were a lot of instruments that kind of just came through on that. And it just it kind of got not to say that this I don't feel like this was necessarily the most upbeat record you know it like i said it kind of has like a relaxing feel but i feel like that's that's sort of where it got like you mentioned how there is energy to this record and i feel Mm -hmm. like that was maybe the best representation of energy on this record it was absolutely fantastic i yeah yeah i i would there's so many people that i would recommend this to as well Mm -hmm. that I feel like I could recommend like this record to you, and not probably 90% of what we review on this show. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Um, for example, um, I think that this act would actually go really well with like Monica Austin. Yeah. For instance. Um, I thought so too. Yeah. You know, because honestly, some of the, some of the voices reminded me of Monica's voice mm-hmm. a little bit. And there is sort of, an element of, of what Monica is doing in this as well. As far as like the other things that this reminded me of uh, Casey Musgraves, um, Mm -hmm. Amanda Shires, um, Jason Isbell, Mm -hmm. drive by truckers, definitely Dolly Parton and Patsy Cline. Those were like, I mean, and I love Dolly Parton and Patsy Cline. Those are Mm -hmm. like genuinely two of my favorite singers of all time like Patsy Cline, maybe even more than Dolly Parton for me, Patsy Cline. I love Margo price a little bit. And then, yeah, I, it's funny because you mentioned Dwight Yoakam. Mm -hmm. I actually put Dwight Yoakam, (laughs) believe it or not. And I love Dwight Yoakam too. I think he's one of the most underrated country singers of all time, strangely enough. Yeah. Um, But yeah. This was really good. I I really liked it. And yes, it's way more straightforward. But, you know, sometimes we review more straightforward stuff. And that's because guess what? Straightforward music can be good as well. Yeah. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. It it can be really good. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, we we went from dark, grimy hip hop to, I don't know, glammy, arty, electro- synth pop sure to to um what what americana folk yeah in one sitting so there you go <laughs> so that yeah. that's our batch man that's our batch and i just yeah. finished my uh coffee too um, oh dang yeah i yeah. finished mine too mm. what now, are we, we gonna do now <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode on coffee okay well, oh, I mean, you mean I about
1: we... coffee. Yeah, I was like, yeah, about, shit, I'm on yeah. coffee. Yeah, I was gonna time, say bro. we're we're
0: on coffee right now. <laughs> now, when you drink coffee, do you put cream and sugar in it or do you just no. drink it black? Black as midnight on a moonless night. <laughs>
1: okay. That's what that's what Cooper says. Agent Cooper. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. Agent Cooper, hey, did yes. you
1: know? Speaking of Agent Cooper, I'm going to Twin Peaks next week.
0: The like, actual like the town, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you going to oh, get a piece go, of going...
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, piece you're of pie. Ser- you're,
0: you're seriously going to go there and get a piece of pie and coffee? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because
1: we're going to a national park called Olympic National Park. It's uh-huh. like a, by Portland, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we're going to go there, too, because it's fairly close.
0: Hey, can you do me a – are you going to go to Portland? Mm, yeah, we'll be in Portland. Okay, can you do me a favor? Can you <laughs> – if I give you, you the need money, a package taken there, well, if <laughs> yes, and you're um, going to have to wear sunglasses yeah, and suit and tie to the, free, and the free air
1: drug market.
0: <clears throat> no, what I was wondering is if you could do me a favor while you're in Portland. Um Okay. I'll try. All right. I'll pay you back, but okay. you're going to have to pay for it. Okay. Sure. Um So can you purchase, there's a, there's a comic book store called floating world comics. Okay. Now it is, it is a really big supplier of like independent comics. And I was wondering if you could go in there and buy everything in the store up and then, uh, Uh I don't know, just deliver it to my house and then I'll pay you back when I get the money. Would that be okay? Um, sure. That sounds great.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I just had to check my, uh, um, check with my bank. Okay. All right,
0: and like I said, I'll pay you back when I get the money. I don't know when that's gonna be, but you know, uh, yeah, it'll be, mm. it'll be, it'll be, it'll uh, be uh, five years or something. Anyway, soon. Yeah, I'll um, see what I can do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, if I'm around there, I'll pop in. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, you're pro- you're not into that into comics as much as I am. I no, know, but but I've always wanted
1: to be. It's one of those things it's kind of like sparks. I know I should get into it. I have friends that are into it. I uh-huh. like things like it and I even like aspects of it. Uh- uh-huh. I just can't I can't get into it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be into comics. I've always wanted to play D and d. I've always wanted to be geekier than I am.
0: That's something I know that sounds
1: stupid but
0: I've that's something I've <laughs> I've never wanted to learn how to play D and d. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to learn how to play Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah. Me
1: too. Yeah. I played but I, um the vampire one once. I think it's called the Masquerade that? or something. Masquerade. Maybe. Okay,
0: I'm not familiar with that. I but know then there I was got,
1: then I got drunk and I was not and then I was ma- like goofing off and then they were like uh this is serious, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tried and so to. I didn't come back. <laughs> I tried to play Magic the Gathering once and i was just like okay you put this card here you put this card here you put this card here and you just slayed a werewolf nice put this card here you put this card here and then all right you're running around invisible with a cape on. i I don't even know what i it it was weird i was just like i don't understand how any of this works but i like the cards yeah cards are really cool the artwork and everything right so I just, yeah, I've I I, I I feel your pain. I've always wanted, just like I've always wanted to. Um, I don't know, like I've always wanted to be a good songwriter and singer. <laughs> 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 i've always wanted to actually be able to do that but i've always wanted to be cooler than i actually am so yeah. you've always wanted to be geekier eric and i've always wanted to be cooler
1: <laughs> yeah it's tough to be so cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i can imagine eric i i can yeah. imagine
1: it's a, it's a burden it's a weight i have to carry around <laughs> yeah, at sweet. all times i'm just like should I say this? Should I do this? Like I don't want to ruin my rep. I don't want people to think
0: I'm not cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean you got an you got a rep, a reputation to uphold. Um you're, you're only 15, you don't have a rep yet. You're only 15. <laughs> what isn't there like a song that it's um um Roots Radicals by Rancid. Where do you go now when you're only 15 in the music evolution? Oh.
1: Well, yeah. see, see, like I was saying, I, you know, it sucks to be cool. I had to quote DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Smith. Yeah. And then you get to <laughs>
0: quote the actual cool band. I like it when it's like, um, when they're like going through like, you know, McDonald's, like I ordered two Big Macs and two large fries. <laughs> oh, and those Big Macs and large fries look so delicious through the TV screen. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway uh, oof. all right well yeah i think i think today was a good episode man i think today was a great episode
1: yeah in spite of us in spite of us <laughs> like thank the you the music we reviewed was pretty great yes uh, that, was, our, that was what we did was oof, questionable at best
0: <laughs> isn't that how it always works though eric kinda yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: i guess that's why folks <clears> keep tuning in i mean as far as yep. we can guess
0: yeah that, because that's, we never hear from any of you yeah but that's true <laughs> you can, even you though you want to talk
1: to us you can get to us on instagram and i probably will make a facebook page i don't know i don't feel like facebook really matters who cares yeah who cares but yeah, no <laughs> if you guys want to see us on another platform i'm willing to try i mean yeah what what is there twitter tiktok There's...
0: i don't know I... I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's hard telling. I'll the tell internet you what. is
1: one of you listeners send me a message to say start a uh, Twitter. I'll
0: do it. I mean, you've downloaded us 17,000 sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think people like to listen to us, but they don't really like us. <laughs> so that's they don't want to interact with us. So like they're just I, it's okay when they're like removed and it's just like yeah, some dudes talking on my radio or whatever, but to actually interact i i think they're kind of
0: crazy. hey did you know that dan and eric from accelerative thrust are coming tonight oh
1: oh better cancel the show <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to set in judgment and explain for 20 minutes why they're just not that into sparks
0: yeah i heard one of them's not really into sparks <laughs>
1: yeah it's true we're the worst
0: well contact us on instagram in the meantime yeah um listen to us on all the streaming platforms and thank you for listening and bye bye i ordered two big macs and two large fries